Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, um, Alistair. Yes, Andy What's Matthews. got you really excited about the upcoming show that we're doing at the Comedy Festival? You mean the show Magma, the engineering present, uh, presentation slash sketch show? Magma, exclamation mark. I convinced Alistair to let me put an exclamation mark at the end of the title. Only on the poster. It's uh, not the official <laughs> title. <laughs> Only on the poster. Um, what we're here to tell you is that for listeners, there will be a 20% off deal. Listeners of this podcast, by the way. Yeah, but people who also just listen to each other. Yeah, and hear somebody mentioning this special deal. Yeah, what is it, Andy? It's 20% off. Yeah, what do they have to do? They have to use the promo code TIT. T-I-T-T-T. Yes, to get 20% off. It's the TIT, it's the two in the think tank, 20 team. Team. That's you guys. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. And the Comedy Festival goes from the 26th of March 2019 to the 21st of April 2019. And we are doing a show almost every single night of that festival. And we would love to see you there at the show. Magma! Exclamation mark. Nay, must see you there. Nay, must. Andy is Nay, in must fi- day. Andy is in financial trouble. This 20% <laughs> discount is killing him. <laughs> And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. But for a bonus for listeners, we'll do 20% off. We'll only do four sketch ideas. Four sketch ideas for people who listen. Um, I'm Andy. And I'm Alistair George William Tremblay Birchall, host of the Two in the Think Tank podcast and <laughs> Shusher Guided Meditations. Oh, yeah, that's Al's new podcast. Can I still call it a new podcast? You can. It's only about three weeks old or maybe four. It's just oh, maybe a babe. It's, maybe it's, it's really. just a wee babe. Uh, it's not like this podcast where we're. Uh, quite quickly hurtling towards this 200th episode where we're going to have to come up with 200 my sketch God. ideas. My God. Maybe in September? You realize how much we're going to age over the course of that body? It's going to be uh, course of that body, course of that podcast. But like, it's our bodies that will well, age. Well, I think that's what it is. I think our bodies, it'll be like people who do those ultra marathons and their bodies just start to shut down. We're going to go into that as uh, presidential candidate Barack Obama. And yes. we're going to come out of that old man obama like you know when when he when he finished old man obama yeah yeah down by the river old man obama yeah no he, he's sitting there whittling his stick the way that he aged oh we're, we're going to do that over the 20 or 25 hours that it takes to do this that's what episode. two terms will do to you yeah but i got to tell podcast. you that xi jinping mm-hmm. not a gray hair on his head doesn't he have i don't know how he keeps it together and he's he abolished 10 year terms you know the he's thing is, n- he's not going anywhere. I know, but when you're as 
when it when you're as big as he is, you can afford to get somebody to dye your hair strand by strand. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, if you dye your whole hair black, very mm. noticeable. People mm. can just tell. Mm. Right. But if you just dye the gray hairs black, yeah, yeah, people will go. Oh, there's a few hairs that are extra wiry, or extra black in your hair. Nobody is ever sus of the extra black hairs. Yeah, mm. but it, but but because it'll contrast with some of the other hairs, it'll look like texture. It'll actually make you look like a cooler mm-hmm. person because mm-hmm. you'll you know it'll be like looking at a beautiful tree in the autumn. Maybe I'll get my hair dyed that that ultra black color that they invented. Mm, it's fan- just blacker than black. Fanta-, Vanta- Vanta black. Vanta black. That'd be cool. Yeah, it just sucks in all light. Mm. Appears just like a void in space. That's what I want on my head. And then people could shoot lasers at your head all they day could. long and nothing would bounce off. That's that's all I ask for. I mean, a sniper wouldn't know where they're shooting. That's right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good idea. I mean, if you could grow hair uh, all over they, your face like the wolf man. Assuming they'd made a vow to themselves to only ever shoot people in the hair, yeah. I'd be fine. I mean, but if you dyed your beard like that, and eyebrows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they could only get you if they, like, shot right through your eyeball or something like that. I mean, if you were the wolf man. Yeah. If you were the oh, wolf that's man, why you brought home. up the wolf man before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just say a word that I'm thinking about and I, in the hopes that later on I can use it. Yeah. Or in the hopes that I'll be listening. <laughs> and what a futile hope that is, um, Alistair. I don't need to hope. Andy, do you think the idea of covering... This is for, you know, war-torn countries mm. where you... You start shaving in such a way so that you start getting the Wolfman thing. That's when you know. So first of all, I mean, it's a it's a multiple layer thing. Oh, but, I, I'm already on board. But what it involves at first is you know those hairs that are sort of at the top of where you shave, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I got, I can't. Sometimes you're almost like I can't shave that one because, yeah, I feel like if I shave that one, it's going to turn into a beard hair. Well, there'll be another one up above that will now start to grow and become mm. part of the line and then the line will keep going up until you're up into your eyelids it's beard creep it's beard creep exactly but this in this scenario uh the government mm. or or this rebel group encourage everyone in their group to actively seek out beard creep yep but but also not only beard creep but hairline creep mm-hmm. and brow creep mm-hmm and I don't know if brow. Creep. I don't know if brow creeps a thing. No, yeah, yeah you know, so like you can get like brow mono brow. If you started shaving that middle bit, oh, so it started suppose, getting real nice yeah. and thick. Yeah, I already feel like mine is is pretty is pretty thick. Um, I think it's just a question of shade, like the color of that midsection. If that was darker in mm. color at all, I would absolutely have a mono brow. Well, I plucked it when I was in high school, and uh, at some point, I just never ha- didn't have to anymore. I think really? At some you point, plucked your monobrow? Yeah, I was getting some serious kind of monobrow, even to the point where my dad was like, you got to deal with that. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's just not socially acceptable to have a monobrow. Yeah, but normally you don't get pressure about that kind of stuff from your dad. No, but he's protecting me so that I didn't get pre- pressure from other people. Oh, See, that's, that's, what we're, nice. that's, that's, that's how you know your parents love he, you. He was stepping between you and a bullet. That's right. And the bullet was the shame. Yeah, well, that's right. And But... And uh, he was that, shooting that, you with a smaller bullet. But that wouldn't... A dad bullet. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been necessary if I had had <laughs> hair all over my butt. What he really did is remove the possibility of me being able to grow hair all over my face, Yeah. dye it with Vanta Black, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then not be able to shot, be shot with a, a sniper's bullet. 
Because you appear like a void in space. Exactly. Or <laughs> his scope will never be able to put the laser on me, and he won't. He won't look to see if the the crosshair. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he won't be able to see the crosshair because that'll just look black. It'll be lost in the blank. That's right. He'll need a white crosshair, which I hope doesn't exist. Um, look, Alistair, if, uh, you could, if you want to write this down as a sketch, I'm not going to stand in your way. I'm going to come between you and this being a sketch. Wolfman Vanta Black technique. Uh, anti- oh, Wolfman Wolf Vanta Black. I mean, if we were the kind of podcast that suggests band names to people's brothers, yeah. we would be in a, a hot mess right now. Yeah, Wolfman Vanta Black anti-sniper technique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were suggesting, um, you know... Album names for the first album, say, of a brother's band, anti-sniper technique. Yeah. Far out. But, you know. Well, maybe, maybe that's, some that's other for podcast. some other podcast. Yeah. You know, where, where their brothers have unnamed bands and the members aren't doing poorly financially. Oh, <laughs> well, that's not us. <laughs> um, oh, I, I had something else I wanted to talk about. Was it about having a single-income household? Um, hmm, nope. No? No, no, I think it was something about hair on your body growing. God, Alistair, I had the worst food poisoning yesterday. You know all about this already, I kn- but well, I want to tell the listeners. But what I knew, what the one I, the food poisoning I know, I know the most about was the one from the day before. Oh, right. Well, I mean, this was, this, this was I presume, the same food poisoning, but yeah, one right. that had just rolled into a second day, yeah, you know, right. because... Mm. Because uh, for whatever reason they weren't able to reach a conclusion. Yeah, and of it was play. You actually ate quite a like a. Uh, it was a it was a sort of a spoilt carrot. I like to no, I like to think of myself as a vegan. Yeah, but on this occasion I ate prawns. But it was a vegan prawn. It, well, no. But if but if it was <laughs> what uh, I'd done is I'd had them crumb the prawn, mm. so it was totally surrounded. Yeah. By, crumbs, vegetable matter. Yeah. So that I could have plausible deniability that I didn't know what was it within the crumbs. I heard that you know? the prawn had been in a vegetable state before vegetative, they <laughs> vegetative state, and veg- and so that's that makes it okay. But can we can we can we do this? Can we open a restaurant that's called Vegan Deniability? Mm. Right, where yeah. all our meat is hidden so well inside vegetables. That's really good. That you 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 won't know. It's actually they use sort of techniques s- stolen from from sort of Mexican cartels smuggling food like smuggling drugs exactly. into, into America. And so it's only like sometimes 1 in 10 boxes will actually contain Indeed. Uh, like well 1 in ten, 10 stems of broccoli will actually contain, you know, like a, a an inner lining of pork. <laughs> But even, but there's even a psychology element to. Um, I think when they used to have firing squads, right? There would be ten men on the firing squad, but mm-hmm. they would give one man a blank, yeah, so that you could convince yourself that you weren't responsible for the death. That's nice. And I see. I think it's God, exactly the same. That's a nice way to run a, <laughs> a killing squad. <laughs> it's nice that they think they think about that kind of stuff, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Like, because a lot of killing squads don't. They don't take like, the time. They, it's like they don't. It's like a lot of killing squads don't care about people's feelings. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see a moral killing squad. Yeah. Okay. So you got a v- vegan deniability. And the then restaurant. you know, out of every ten um, baked cauliflowers, mm-hmm. nine of them full of ham. That's great. The tenth one is all cauliflower. I mean, you could you could especially do that with like a baked red cabbage. 
you know, because you could you could easily mm. make you could easily sort of, you know, shape leaves of ham. <laughs> leaves of ham. <laughs> oh, just the phrase leaves of ham. <laughs> oh, it's like autumn in here. <laughs> leaves and leaves of ham. You know, that's a real like. The ham is turning brown and <laughs> falling to the ground. <laughs> that's never a good sign. No. Well, you know. Um, All the ham is brown. brown. <laughs> the ham is brown. Um, that's a, yeah, but like you know, and yeah. the pork is grey, <laughs> which is actually its natural colour. No wonder you got Wasn't food that the thing with poisoning. Hot dogs? hot dogs were there like. Oh, one it's of the everything. Is what, it hot dogs? Is it ma- margarine? Like yeah, one of the reasons that hot dogs. I think maybe maybe even bacon cause cancer, is because they do use. A chemical to make it look pink, because its natural color is putrid, gr- putrid, putrid gray. Putrid gray. Isn't putrid the best word? But also one that you don't normally want to associate with food. Not normally. No. Not normally. But. <laughs> but unless in you're some sick- circumstances. Yeah, but, and that those two words would be perfect for that podcast mm. that we're talking about that suggests band names to brothers. Putrid gray. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what a great podcast it yeah. sounds like. Um, is it, Can we go anywhere else with uh, vegan deniability? Because it feels like, I mean, you want to hide some meat in there, great. But, I mean, also why are people going there so that, to not know that they're eating meat? Mm, well, I think that so, sums it up totally. Because they want to eat meat. Yeah. that's why they're going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they also don't want to know. So they go, <laughs> mm. I guess they can think, okay, so it's just so that you can satisfy your craving. Ignorance is bris. No, bris is that. I, I was brisket. Yeah. Bris is uh, cutting yeah. off the foreskin, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorance is bris. Brisket. I mean, Ignorance could, is they brisket. Could, they could eat the circumcised tips of, of hey, an animal's penises. They sure could. Mm. But is there any other animal that circumcises itself? <laughs> I mean, it feels like there could be a rat out there somewhere that Probably. sort of bites the tip off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, that would be great. I mean, there must be a book somewhere out there like, you know, Circumcision in Nature. I hope so. You know, because I mean, it feels like that's a, that's a real coup for a, for a biologist, you know. It's rare that you find a niche. You mm. know, you find a good niche. You know, because mm-hmm. I think there was that mm-hmm. book that was like, you know, well, once somebody kind of started discovering that there was homosexuality in nature, oh, this guy sure, is getting sure. a good book out of that, mm-hmm. talking about a few examples like that. This person, now there's a book here <laughs> that just needs a discovery to back it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a discovery just waiting to be discovered. Yeah, exactly. It's a book that just needs needs to not be fiction to happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And I think you could actually pre-write the whole thing. You know, it's, you, not, it's not wrong. It's not false. It's just suffering from a bit of a reality deficit. Exactly. You know? And I think you could actually write pretty much most of the book now mm-hmm. and just put sort of like, a, like a, a few empty spaces or some black lines or like a few question marks in a row mm. oh, yeah. in the place of oh, yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. what the creature is. But I think you could say this creature, uh, you know, walks past... Um, you know, these toads, these sort of like, you know, carnivorous toads, they always drag their sort of their selves over them, their schlong over it. And the toads that feed on the bacteria that is excreted 
always take a tiny bit of skin at the same time. I got lost in this and I just started to listen to it like it was fact. Yeah. So you know, and then and then over time, by the time they're three, mm. they actually have no foreskin left, mm-hmm. and that also frees them of the toads. Great. Yeah. Anyway, so, so that's one, and then and I, I but 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 yeah, there are just some blank, blank spaces where you where you like where you leave like the date and the name of the person who discovered it. Right? Exactly. And then when that comes out in the media, you can fill that in and update your book. Yeah. But it's like, it's a it's a it's a it's a reality deficit. It's an existential. Yeah. All it suffers. Yeah. I mean, look, I think um, I think what you could definitely do, because sometimes a book takes time anyway. And if it's existentially impaired. The reality of this mm-hmm. is existentially impaired. That's all. But, yep. you know, once reality catches up with, uh, with whatever this is, um, we're there. What I was going to say was that um, sometimes if you're just waiting for stories to actually happen mm. or if you're having to just oh, look through endless biological papers and things Mm -hmm. like that hoping that you know this actually is happening that could take time during that time you could actually do about the three-year degree it takes to become a biologist sure right yeah uh in the meantime you're going to be exposed to a lot of animals anyway and you can basically go backwards and see okay how many Animals do their schlongs just dangle on the ground, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And then how many of them walk through toad-infested areas? Things like that. And then you don't have to wait. You can go to those areas and just you just need to see it once. <laughs> that's science. That's you know it's well it's the science of writing a book that's based at that, least yeah, you're a right, little bit you're of right. fact. You're right. You want to know? Here's some cold hard evidence for you. First in best dressed. If you don't write the book mm-hmm. down, someone else will write it. That's a fact, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, you know, uh, the, those advances, those publish, those big fat publishing advances for those science books. Mm-hmm. You know where the money's at, okay? Science books. Do you want that to go to you, or do you want that to go to John down there? Yeah. I hear he's already writing. Mm-hmm. You know, before I, he's even finished the thought. I heard that he's writing something based off of things that have already been observed. So he's got some, you know, he's got an oh, edge yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to start writing and you got to start observing. You don't have Real time. Hard. On the way to your observation, you got to write. Yeah. And while you're leaving on your way home, write. Always be observing. Always be writing. writing. Yeah. Observing what you're writing. This is the thing that I thought earlier in the podcast and I forgot to bring up. But when we were talking about Xi Jinping's hair, mm-hmm. and look, you might actually have some gray hairs, I'm not sure. But the point is, that uh, there's a great Roald Dahl short story. Pretty sure it's Roald Dahl. Yeah, Roald. Where he talks about being on a boat with a guy who uh, every every morning he would get up and he would see this bloke sprinkling um, like smelling salts or something on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He's like, what is that guy doing? Mm. Doing this, doing this. And then like he, he eventually one day he opens his briefcase and he sees that he has three wigs in there of different lengths. Right? And this guy is bald, but has been uh, putting, he, he sort of cycles through these wigs of different lengths to make it look like his hair is growing. And he sprinkles uh, stuff on his shoulders because no one would ever suspect that somebody with dandruff is bald. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. I just love that so much. And I want, like, I feel like that is a principle that we could absolutely apply in other areas of life, mm. right? Like, nobody is going to suspect 
that this thing, if you if you pretend to have some of the n- negative consequences that come with it, yeah, right. Like, and this is the problem with like, if when people wear a wig, they don't wear like John Travolta when he had his wig because mm. he definitely had a wig, right? Recently, he's just started shaving his head and he looks so good. Yeah, I'd it's the best he's looking. It's the best in he's looked in years. He just got like grey shaved head. I think he looks fantastic. He started, he started looking too much like a pharaoh or something like that. <laughs> he was wearing like too much eye makeup, and his hair was jet black. It was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was not good. It was really on that pharaoh trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, no, this is not. Man, who you're gonna you get are. one of those long sort of blue penis beards. <laughs> yeah, you're done well, for, mate. A couple of gold rings on there. <laughs> shape it, shape it all square at the bottom. But, um, but yeah, and that's because. People who get a, a wig like that, they never get, like, grey hair. Yeah. Right? Or mm-hmm. something. Just get it grey. Get a grey wig. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with looking grey. Oh, I'd worked, love to look grey. Worked for Gandalf. Mm. Right? Nobody was ever like, oh, I hope Gandalf dyes his hair black or, <laughs> or brown or something or blonde. You think a blonde Gandalf, would that have worked for you? Blonde Gandalf. Yeah. If he dyed his hair blonde. from grey to blonde. Yeah. <laughs> like those golden locks. Because suddenly, suddenly shows up like, in, right on, man. That's shows kinda... up in book two and he's suddenly blonde and he doesn't mention it. Now yeah. all, the, all the hobbits are like... Gandalf, Gandalf the Golden. No, I want you to call me Gandalf the Golden. Well, I've always had hair like this. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I just fought another eagle. That was it. Mm. I just I went up again. Why would you think that white was the final state? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where did, maybe I think we with, just haven't got old enough. It's like elderly was, teeth. I think it was Pokemon. It was red, blue. I think that maybe they had green. Then they did gold and silver. Mm. It's probably. I mean, he had gray. He had white. He could have gone silver. Here's a here's a here's a thing for elderly. Here's a thing for magma. Our mm. show magma. Yeah. I reckon we can get, get elderly teeth into that show. We tried to get it in the last show. I know, we tried to get it in the last show, but that's because that wasn't a show about speculative engineering. Yeah. Remember, engineering's all about noticing patterns, mm-hmm. right? That's and you, true. You notice third your patterns, third set of teeth, it's going to be one big single tooth that goes all the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. You just got to wait around for it long enough. That's a pattern. It's just, I think people, it's because people haven't lived beyond really 120, and mm-hmm. that's when it really kicks in. I reckon. But is it one, because you know how like we're already born with all our teeth, and so when you see the inside head. of a, a baby's skull. I, s- I had no idea this was the fact until recently. Mm. Like two weeks ago, somebody posted a photograph of a baby's skull mm-hmm. on on the internet, because that's yeah. just what you can see now, the baby's skull. Yeah. And they've got all their teeth, all the teeth are in there. It's like double-decker. Mm-hmm. All the big adult teeth are just there crammed behind the baby teeth. It looks fucked. I mean, that's, maybe that's I wouldn't just, have thought that seeing a baby's skull could be disturbing in any way, and yet... Yeah, well, I, I guess, and what's crazy is that they're big heads. We find that cute, but we didn't know that most of that <laughs> bigness was... It's full of teeth. That's just teeth. That's, that's teeth width. That's mostly teeth space expanse. Just, just. I, I love you trying to find the right word for this. Teeth bigness. Yeah, teeth, it's, it's just, just teeth big. It's teeth thick. Teeth. Teeth size. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to do. It's teeth swell. Yeah. That's what it is. Mostly teeth. teeth. I gotta love that teeth swell. Teeth weight. Yeah, teeth weight. <laughs> um, but so, but that would mean that in the skull, there might have to be 
That, you know when boxers have to weigh in, they always try and like shave their hair off and stuff and sweat it out. Do they ever pull out teeth? Yeah, they pull out a bit of that teeth weight. Mm. I don't think that having teeth would be an advantage in boxing, right? You just got something to lose. Yeah, but why? But then wouldn't you? What are you playing for? You know, what are you? What are you boxing for? Because I mean, you you know, you only box until you're like thirty five or something <laughs> like that, and then you got you got another seventy years of. Chewing well, not if you're a boxer. <laughs> you got another thirty-five years, yeah. twenty, fifteen years yeah. <laughs> of you know just eating soup. Or no, well, you get some fake teeth, don't you? Know, you you get some fake teeth, and use the roll dial principle. You get some real terrible ones, snaggle tooth sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and then they'll just think, a couple oh, of rotten ones and stuff. Oh, they go, that's clearly his own teeth. Because why would they be so bad? Yeah, I mean, we saw him on all those boxing matches televised <laughs> no where he didn't teeth. have any teeth at all, but. I assume these just came through. Oh, we, you know, you'd probably still wear a, still wearing a, a teeth guard. You know, but the, all the stuff that, that was in your head hmm. as a baby that hmm. made the teeth. The stuff know? that was in your head well, as a baby that made the teeth. So your body. Yes. Okay, think about your body. I'm with you. Okay. Now, there's a part of your body that was active when you were a baby that made all your teeth. No, but they were all, they grew in there. Like when I was in the womb, you mean? Yeah. Whenever, sure. whenever the teeth were formed mm-hmm. inside your head, something in your body. I believe body... teeth are formed at conception. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, whatever the thing is that made them, mm. that they, you know, it, it was active at that point, mm. right? Teeth, stem cells, or whatever. But they go it is. dormant after that. Yes. They go the body dormant. just forgets. Well, it doesn't forget. It's just, it's just, it, it, forgets. It, it lays in wait. It forgets. It doesn't forget what I mean. This is the exact opposite <laughs> of the point. Is that all you got to do is reactivate it. We just got to find what's the thing that remind turns that it. on. Yeah. No, not remind it. It doesn't forget. <laughs> it lays dormant. It's like a bear in hibernation. Mm. You know? <laughs> it's a, so, so we just got to find how to activate that. And then we, it can start forming new layers of teeth. Yeah. Right, I mean it's it, it's it's something that we could probably find in sharks that you know is, is the constant act uh, constant active gene thing. Do you think you could get some kind of a spray or some kind of a paste then that you just smear on, right? Mm. And it reminds your body to grow teeth. It's like teeth seeds, right? Maybe some yeah. sort of stem cell thing that comes in a gel and you squeeze it around there and that your gum, right? Mm. And like you know like planting carrots or whatever grows teeth. Yeah. I mean, the risk would be that you'd close your mouth and you'd get some of it on your tongue or something, and then you'd grow teeth on your tongue. Oh well, and I, you'd be like, "Oh no!" You try to wipe it off your tongue, and so then you grow teeth on your hands. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's the craziness there is that you're thinking that those things, whatever made the teeth, they're everywhere on the body. Well, I'm I'm suggesting that the the the, the gel that we're squirting on turns I guess, into the teeth. Yeah, it's, it's well, like that's not what I'm talking. About. I'm talking about using the. I know. Body's I'm talking ability. about, I guess, a funnier idea. Well, I don't know if that is funnier. No, you don't think that a gel that makes you grow teeth anywhere on your body is funny? Well, I wasn't picturing the person who's trying to grow teeth as not having any teeth. <laughs> I think that, that <laughs> they're growing teeth and then they can push out the ones you currently have, get some fresh ones oh, in there. Oh, that is pretty good. Yeah. chunk They go down. Do they make this noise? They go chunk And then mm. you spit out all the... Spitting out all those. Well, you used could, teeth. yeah. I mean, I picture them coming out slowly, and you could start collecting them, and you could just get into the business of like human ivory. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 
You're following this, right? Man ivory, the greatest ivory of all. Yeah. Man. You actually could make it like a piano with small human teeth keys. Oh, yeah. I mean, has anyone ever done that? Human teeth keys? Yeah. No. <laughs> you don't think there's one psycho along the way? Uh, there's always a psycho, isn't there? <laughs> there's always one. Yeah. It's like that thing of the, the, the first rule of the internet, that there's a pornograph, pornograph of yeah. everything. There's a pornograph. There's a pornograph of <laughs> it. Are we playing this on the pornograph? <laughs> well, same, and that same room rule applies to anything you can think of, some psychopath dictator exactly. has done it at some point. Yeah, or any body part, some psychopath has made a musical instrument out of it at some Great. point. Yeah. Um, a psychograph. Feels like you could definitely, with a bunch of noses, mm. you could make a good resonance chamber. A bunch for, of noses. Yeah, just get yourself noses. a bunch of noses. Just get a bunch of noses. Just lasso some noses. Yeah, and get them a bunch. And then that would be a great thing for like a the top of a string instrument or something mm, like that. Mm, yeah, sure. Or you could have them laying down there, right? Mm. And then you have a little, um, make yourself a little marimba. You just put a little bar across the top of each nostril. Sure. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. That's good. Zach, you can, could you dry, dry out this cartilage in here? Yeah, you could dry out that cartilage. That would really resonate, wouldn't it? That nice strip of cartilage down the middle. I feel like you could even blow into the nose and get a note. Mm. This is holding one of your best impersonations. <laughs> I, I defy at the nose. <laughs> I, I defy anyone out there to do a better impersonation of somebody blowing over the top of a bottle than Alastair Tremblay Birchall. Um, There's a lot nose. that I won't back you up on, Alastair. Mm -hmm. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. My, my my teeth growing thing. Yeah, your teeth growing thing. But you know this one. You're the so, best. Look, you're the best, Al. Rule thirty-two, but for dictators, uh, no, but for psychos. Yeah, but also, I said the word psychograph earlier. And I don't, I'm not saying there's a sketch in this, but I am saying there's a science thing in it. Like, if, if somebody, if some science or some bullshit religion thing, mm -hmm. you know, hasn't come up with something called the psychograph as a way to, like, measure people's mental, mental state or something. Sure, you know? yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to name names, but you know who you are and you're associated with the St. John Travolta who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Oh, the wig makers. The wig makers. It's the wig, the wig makers. Men. The wigmen. The Lud Lud. Ludwig Van. Ludwig Van. Ludwig Van. Call back to Lud episode one, maybe. One? Ludwig Van <laughs> Beethoven? Oh, to Joy, she is my, my sister. sister. Her name's Joy, and I drive a wig van. van. Still probably the best episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, we appreciate you all sticking around. Yes, thanks a lot. <laughs> See I what mean, we're doing. Things were simpler, Andy. We didn't have the. Uh, we didn't have. You know, we didn't. We lived in a warehouse. Uh, what, what did it cost us? Four hundred dollars a month. Oh man, yeah. right? four hundred dollars a month. My rent is literally at least five times that now. We we had a very one very thin wall between us, mm -hmm. and then a one very short flight of steps to the podcasting booth. Mm -hmm. There were no barriers, and still we didn't do the podcast for about three years. Yeah, but <laughs> while we were doing it, we were doing. We were doing two episodes a week. When we were doing it, yeah. When we mm. started out, that was crazy. I mean, we could we could just still do that if we wanted, but it'd be real hard. It'd be very sad. 
La- you know? Last month. Yeah. All right. Let's focus on back on the pod. Um, all right. Look, let's talk about your gel that grows teeth. Yeah. Well, you know. I Come think on. Let's talk about your funny gel. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah let's talk about your yeah. funny gel. Well, I, you know, it's got stem cells, teeth stem cells. Sure. Right? So, you know, well, stem cells aren't... Because, I mean, this is, the, this is the new frontier for toothpaste, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Because all, mm-hmm. they, all, they all promise you uh, fresh smelling breath. Yeah. Which what, I don't visibly, right visibly wider teeth. Me neither. Visibly wider teeth. You guys teeth are lucky you don't have any smell sensors in your ears. Two weeks or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they promise you, like, st- enamel, stronger enamel protection. Protected. From plaque. Fights the causes of plaque. Fights the causes of poverty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Make make Pla- poverty uh, history. Make dot well, com. No, but like but like you know enamel poverty. Oh sure, the one percent, right? Mm. Um, but what it doesn't do mm. is promise you new teeth. So it's it going to grow new teeth, and that's where they got to go with this. Well, that's where the gap in the market is. Yeah, the, literally the gap in the, the gap in your teeth. Yeah, right. And it's oh, you start growing teeth in the gaps between your teeth. <laughs> well, if you've lost a tooth, there's a gap. No, that's true. Right. So I think uh, that to- Colgate, mm-hmm. if they can get this to market first, man, they're going to – they're already – God, imagine being Oral-B. Mm. got to feel bad. You'd feel so shit. They, yeah. they already feel bad, I reckon, because Colgate, they're 90% of the toothpaste market, they're, I reckon. They're the Pepsi of, of, the, of, uh, of the toothpaste market. Oral-B is? Oral-B. Yeah. 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 And uh, I should have called it Oral-A. You know? <laughs> it was a huge, ma- yeah. I mean, they did well. At least they didn't call it or- Orble, Orbleby. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> At least there's one A in there, right? And, I mean, yeah. although it would have been a would have been a um, would have been an improvement if they'd call it Browlby. Sure, I would have sure. at least you know brought up the ranks in the alphabetical <laughs> order. Browlby. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, they lose a little bit on the the relevance of the word brow. Yeah, but what about about this? The relevance of this word, Colgate, doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a thing. Doesn't mean a a thing. Yeah. So uh, I think if Colgate can get the one that seeds new teeth. Yeah, I mean that's that's the um, that's the flight to Mars of the of of the uh, toothpaste world. It's the holy grail. But I mean, the thing is, is that you got to stop the teeth. You got to stop the because I mean, what a toothpaste would have to do mm-hmm. is it would have to actually activate those dormant, those dormant, oh, okay. that dormant machinery in there because you can't just have it grow teeth because to- toothpaste <laughs> goes everywhere in your mouth. <laughs> well, that's the that's the joke, I suppose. <laughs> you, don't get it anywhere else. Don't get it anywhere else. For the love of God. <laughs> Um, I mean, you can't get it from Brawl, brawl B. Really don't swallow. Don't, really don't swallow this Oh, my toothpaste. God. Just, just, oh, teeth, just teeth all the way down all the your way throat. Down. I mean, it would, would reduce the amount you needed to chew. But I reckon it would mm. feel awful God, on the inside. Feel terrible. Just feel 
like right now, you never think about how comfortable you are mm. based on how there's no lumps of hard calcium in your esophagus or your food hole. The thing no one ever thinks about. Right? Because you're constantly in a state. But but one, the one time you try and swallow like a like a paracetamol tablet or something mm. like that, and it doesn't just go all the way down, and you just feel it kind of like you go, this oh. is the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. You're right. And that's what it would be like to have teeth all down your all throat, down. but like infinitely worse. Probably would, wouldn't chew either because there's no jaw there. So it just well, There's still peristalsis, the... you know. They're still like sort of like squeezing, contracting. So there'd be something... I wonder if it's enough to sort of... Constitute chewing. Yeah, or, or to like allow steak to pass through. <laughs> Everybody would have to move to soup, get lots of teeth and then, in your and mouth, then what's move the point? to soup. <laughs> what's the point of the teeth? Yeah. If we're all moving to soup anyway, mm. what have we gained? Anyway, there could be some comedy in that. Another thing about toothpaste is that like if you squeeze it out right, it kind of looks like a tooth. So if you did have a, if you were missing a tooth, mm. you could probably squeeze it, squeeze out some toothpaste into the gap. Yeah. And then if you didn't close your mouth or move too much, it would look like you just had a tooth there. All right, you could make yourself a toothpaste tooth. And then if you had, say, an important photograph coming up, you know how when you have an important photograph coming up, you just squeeze some in mm-hmm. and then you go to the photograph. <laughs> yeah. And you get the photograph taken. Yeah. And nobody, <laughs> nobody bats an eyelid. No. They just look. But it's a, you make it a brown tooth so that nobody exactly. thinks... That you would put in a fake tooth. Yeah. <laughs> a fake brown tooth. <laughs> Must be his real tooth. Why would he put a fake brown, <laughs> fake looking tooth? It's the most disgusting tooth I've ever seen. Must be real. <laughs> it's, it's black and green and sort of looked like it had a hole in, that was dripping. Oh, it looks like he's got maggots in his mouth. Those must be his maggots because why would he put maggots from the girl like a sort of a, a dirty bin in his mouth? Oh, yuck. Oh, they're all moving and things like that. Maybe it's just his tongue is sort of festered in some way because why would he put a, sort of a big mouthful of fly larva in there? There you go. Yeah. Full head of teeth. No one ever says that, do they? No. Oh, full head of teeth. Oh, I do like but, the look of that. But it though. seems more accurate than a full head of hair, mm. right? Because it's not a full head of hair. It's a covered head of hair. Yeah. yeah but it's a full head of teeth. Yeah. I mean. Thank you. I'll be here all week. (laughs) (laughs) I want to get in the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Best comedian's dumbest bits. George Carlin, I want to get in the plane, not on the plane. (laughs) I think, yeah. I think then then Mitch Hedberg's and Bill Bailey's ones are the, um, I graded, you know, how do you wash a cheese grater? How do you wash a cheese grater with a sponge? Because then you end up actually grating the sponge. Uh, ja- um, Both of them did that but, same but bit. What's his name also has that bit? James Acaster. Does he? Yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Did, did they both make the joke that you can, um, you could like melt it easily over cheese? I mean, over chips or something like that? Because it kind of looks like cheese. cheese. Anyway, look, it, it, it's not that it's his worst bit. I'm sure. No. Hedberg I mean, probably. I actually think it's a very good joke. Yeah, I right. really love that observation. Yeah, but it's I, probably, you know, in my privileged life, mm, one of the biggest prob- problems. One of the one of the biggest tr- problems, and my you know my defining truth, you know, yeah, my right. struggle. So I would say that the solution. I relate to it. The solution is so obvious that to suggest otherwise um, 
what is what well, what is the obvious solution that you don't wash in the direction that you would grate. No, but it's the, they're talking about the other side of the cheese grater, right? They're talking about that side that's got those pointy well, little, now horrible little... Now, now you've brought in James Acaster, and he talks about that. Oh, is that. that his bit, is it? Right. Yeah, but the other guys don't talk about that part. Yeah. No, remember, James Acaster's part bit was that nobody talks about that side of the grater. Oh, See? okay. I've forgotten this already. I'm sorry, James, for bringing you into this. Thanks, by the way, thanks for listening, Mr. James A. <laughs> Mr. James A. Caster, sir. We really We know enjoyed. that you're two years younger than us and a lot more successful. And we just really appreciate you listening to our podcast, sir. Yeah. Mr. 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 A. Caster. Mr. A. Caster, sir. Um, you, you might remember <laughs> me. I think I introduced myself once. I'm, I'm Pat's friend. Anyway, it was, it's nice meeting you. And I, 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 I went on before you um, uh, at, at a gig one time and you, you were really, really funny. You did great. Yeah. And I, I was just happy that I didn't bomb completely. And you know what? Other than that, I'm I'm just so glad to see you get the success that you've been getting. Oh, absolutely, that you deserve. And, and I completely, I, I actually absolutely believe that it is deserves. It's so nice to see somebody who's genuinely funny. And who writes incredible jokes. Yeah. Anyway, this is sounding a bit sycophantic now, you cunt. Me? Uh, no, I'm talking to James. Oh, no, no. Well, don't <laughs> call him a cunt. No, I was trying to take the edge off. Oh, because it means yeah, right. You know, make our make our compliments seem more genuine if mm. it seems like we don't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, know, I know that I only appreciate the uh, the opinions of people that I don't uh, like, or you know, I'm not friends with. You know? Yeah, or people I truly respect, but which we're we're not in any way suggesting. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, we're saying we're beneath you. <laughs> so, I think in many ways it's important to us uh, and to the compliment that. You see us as beneath you and mm. don't mm. don't like mm. this compliment mm. at all. Worthless. Don't value it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would that would add so much more value to the compliment. All I need is for this not to be valued. Mm. Um, no, Andy, don't yet. No, just, no, no, that's okay. Um, Roald Dahl. Yes. Was his name? Was his first name Ronald? And he just removed the N. Dropped the N. I think it, I think you might be right. Really? Yeah, I think you might be right. Roald Dahl, yeah. I mean, I could look it up. Do you want me to look it up? Well, we can. never look anything up on the podcast, but I got a computer right here, and I got the internet right there on the computer. Why are we coming up with sketch ideas when we could just be watching sketches the whole time? Yeah, we could describe them to you. It could be an audio digest mm. of great sketches. Oh, we could. You know? t- we watch one sketch every episode, and then we talk. We we explain it in detail for forty minutes. Uh, Roald Dahl, born. In Wales, oh, it doesn't say anything about his uh, his name actually being Ronald. R- Ronald. But if you control does, F, does say, oh, he was named after polar explorer Roald Ad- Amundsen. Was that guy? Did that guy oh, just drop the end? I want to go find out if his name was really Ronald. No, oh, no, it doesn't say that. Oh, he's from the heroic age of Antarctic exploration. No, oh, well, he's a... That's so much better than the current cowardly age of Antarctic mm. exploration. Well, now it's kind of just recreational. Recreational it? exploration. Yeah. <laughs> Rexploration. Rexp- I don't think the government, like, would ever reward you for exploring these days, whereas back in the day, it feels like you'd oh, get rewarded. Yeah, yeah, but also you ha- a lot of the time you had to raise your own funding and, like, various... Different famous people would chip in and they'd get things named after them. Like, uh, mm. oh, there's a bunch of islands in uh, in Antarctica that are named after various people who funded expeditions. Really? Yeah, are like Shackleton's parts? expeditions and that sort of thing. Yeah, right. 
But um, then eventually we change their names. Like, do you think kind of like once you decolonize a place? I guess it's going to be a while before Antarctica gets decolonized, isn't it? Mm, I think in, pretty soon it'll be the only place that's habitable, actually, and will be. Well, you know. We'll see about that. We will. We'll see we? about whether I mean, it's still going to be habitable. <laughs> <laughs> still going to be dark half the year, so mm, don't, uh, good luck yeah. getting your your vines to grow. Yeah, and your precious vines. Yeah, but we could just get some dry vines and bring them with us, and then just eat them. Eat them vines. Mm. Um, do you think that we could have? I think, you know, can we? D- can we declare things undiscovered? Can we undiscover a few things so that they're open for discovery again? You know, like, can't we, can't mm-hmm. we just say, all right, undis- South Pole is undiscovered yeah. now, and then people can race to discover it. Okay, that's nice. Again. But then there's, like, some people that are quite close. So do they get given a handicap? Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah. They lose a leg. Okay. But couldn't we just, like... You know, tie a, a sort of a four-wheel drive to their leg, mm. and and put a guy in a gun with a gun in that pl- thing. In and the then, four-wheel drive. In the four-wheel drive to start, you know, so they don't get in the just to get in the four-wheel drive. Ah, oh, because that would be my first thought. I'll get in that four-wheel drive, but you put a guy with a gun in it. Yeah, and then to stop that guy, the guy with the gun, from discovering it, or forming a bond with the person who's tied to the thing, yeah. and working together. Yeah, you put a guy in a big metal sort of circle sphere with yeah. just an eye slit and, a, and 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 then two gun holes <laughs> and and, <laughs> and <laughs> one point at each guy <laughs> one point at each guy six months food <laughs> six months food and a hundred thousand dollars if he doesn't make any friends <laughs> Wait, where is this ball? Where it's is in the ball? tray of the four-wheel oh, drive. Okay, right. Yeah. I thought it was just on the ice, and then they're going to start. <laughs> they're going to start push going, him. and he's going to be running inside this ball, trying to keep up while still pointing his guns, and all the food's going to be falling around inside. The... Also, he's got six months of food, no toilet. Yeah, well, no, he can do just a. There's just like you know, he's got a seat. In there, so that yeah. you can sit, so you can sit up and look through the hole, yeah, 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 like that. And the the seat lifts up, and you can just poop into the pipe, and it just falls under the snow, <laughs> goes through down or, under or, the or onto the tray of the of the four wheel drive, <laughs> onto the tray of the four wheel drive. <laughs> Which in the in the frozen area, like that'll that'll just get frozen uh, quickly, and the bacteria mm-hmm. won't survive. You know, we talk a lot about keeping the bastards honest mm. in Australian politics, but I think we can all agree that the only thing that can keep the bastards honest is a man in a sphere. A big metal sphere. <laughs> a big metal sphere with an eye slit, two gun holes, <laughs> and six months of food, and $100,000 if he doesn't make any friends. <laughs> As the one, he's, he's the one man who can't be bought because yeah. he's already got everything. There's nothing you can give him. Well, I mean, if we swapped out the whole police force for that, you know, so they're oh. not working together, trying to save each other, always, you know, trying to like, mm. oh, you do a bad thing and I'll say you didn't do it. That kind of system, <laughs> ah. you know, if, if that wasn't, if it was just all independent people with a, in a big metal sphere yeah. and, and some gun holes and $100,000 if they don't make any friends. Because the only person that society can trust is a man with no friends. <laughs> and two gun holes. 
shits through a pipe onto the tray of a, a four-wheel drive. We'll, well, call, we'll, make, we'll call this show Balls of Justice, right? Yeah, perfect. And it's, you know, when, when, uh, when lawlessness rules the streets, mm. balls are your last hope. It's beautiful. Balls of justice. Balls of justice. All right, I'll write balls of justice. That takes away from the uh, undiscovered things again. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I just don't... It just seems that, like, once something's discovered... Yeah. It's crazy that it never gets to get discovered again. Yeah. It's a bit sad. Like, forever? Yeah. I mean, a new species can come along and wipe us out. And That's then true. They can re- That's then, true. then everything gets gets to be rediscovered again. Yeah, but I mean, they'd have to go to a lot of places to wipe us all out. I mean, they'd probably see a lot of the places in the process of and kind of ruin it. Yeah, oh, we kind of discovered. We kind of saw maybe, this when we were wiping them out. Maybe they could kill us all with a big gas. A gas a or gas they don't a disease. Mm. Oh, that'd be that'd be good if it yeah. was a disease. Oh, one that's not too painless, though. <laughs> not too painless. Yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One that mostly attacks the face. Mm. Mm. Yeah, why? Oh, because that would be bad. You said not too painless. Yeah. Meaning that you want it to be painful, right? No, no, no. Oh, I'm no. I'm just an idiot. Oh, okay. I meant not too. Yeah, painful. I mean, I, I, yeah, not too painful. Then I was gonna say. Yeah, and it doesn't attack the face, right? But you said not too painless, mm. and then I, so I had to flip my position, I'm which so sorry. made me sound like I was making less sense. But I was just trying to. You were you know, you like were two corrupt Miles... cops. We were just trying to back each other up. Absolutely, you were like Miles Davis, and I played a bung note, and you didn't even notice. You didn't even bat an eyelid. You integrated that note into your solo. Yeah, it's the opposite of James Brown. He would have fined you two hundred dollars. Really? Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he was a nice guy. James Brown? Yeah. No. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Was it some of the stuff he did? Yeah, I'm like, I'm... I'm uh, look, if I'm just going to base it entirely off of his actions, then, yeah, I'm going to say no. But, okay. but, but who he was deep down, he might have been a really great guy. That's true. <sighs> um, we got into it. <clears throat> I think the balls of justice. Yeah. I'm just trying to find... Was it the last day on Earth? What was that one where an alien robot comes to Earth and um, they are basically come from our sort of galactic society, have decided to all team up and chip in and create these sort of ultra-powerful robot species? Mm-hmm that come to your planet and basically police you. And if you're violent towards each other, they kill you. Kill all of you? I th- I'm not sure exactly. But yeah, right. I think they probably kill at least the people who are being violent. Yeah, yeah, Right? And that... I, I don't know this story at all. It's a quite an old movie, but... Right. Um, the but Day the Earth Stood Still? Maybe. Could be The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's a movie. I can't remember. Last... Yeah, maybe it's that one. It doesn't feel like it's that one, but... Mm. Um, anyway, but... Since in the absence of being able to create a ro- you know, robots that can stop us being violent, mm. we can create metal spheres. And we mm. do have access to six months' worth of food. Mm. <laughs> and and $100,000. Yeah, and two guns. 
and we could just do that like that. So they're just there to stop violence. Yes. If they have, if they do, they themselves start doing violent things. Yeah, we plug up their poo hole. I think we could do that. That's a really good. That's a simple thing. I was suggesting a big I machine. I think it's the ultimate. I think I was suggesting a big machine that comes and just stamps them and f- stamps them flat. Oh wow! Stamps on the balls. Yeah. And the natural be, enemy of the ball. And there could be just one of those per town. Mm-hmm. Just one stamper. Now, okay. But I've got to ask you the, the age-old question. Mm. Who stamps the stamper? Well, you know? that's simple. On the back of the stamping machine, there's a guy in a ball. <laughs> and he's got a gun pointed at him. And then he's got the other gun pointed at the sky. Yeah. Threatening God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got a third gun. That he's using the hot barrel of to cook an egg off of. Oh, is that a thing that they do? Well, why wouldn't you? Shoot enough. What a waste of heat to not to heat. not cook anything. It's with... going to get, if you're shooting a lot, if he's got to shoot a lot, it's going to get pretty hot in that ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's okay these days. He likes the warmth. That's he why he took this job. I yeah. like the warmth. Yeah, I like the warm. I like to be warm. That's why I'm in this ball. You don't get a job trapped in a metal ball if you don't like to be warm. I mean, that's a given. Mm. You know, when people say, oh, I'd love to go and work, go and live somewhere warm. Mm. They very rarely are meaning inside a metal ball. But now but that you hey, show that them... that meets the, all their criteria. It does, exactly. <laughs> you, now that you show them that that's an option. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people grew up, they didn't think that working in entertainment was an option. Yeah. You know, I was like that. It's you just you were family. like that. Exactly. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't part of my family's history. Motsi. Motsi. My family's Motsi. Yeah. No, my grandfather did a bit of theatre. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it is part of your... He played the harmonica real real good. Oh, and there was that happy and sad mask on your family crest. There was. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And my grandmother um, went to the movies. Really? Oh, and your parents are an old-style uh, vaudeville like, <laughs> they are. couple that argue. Yeah, I was brought up in, in the theatre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was on stage from the age of two. And your two brothers are a three-piece band. (laughs) (laughs) Yet, you actually can't grow up still. And Mm. we weren't lying when we said that you didn't even think you could go into entertainment. No. Because you just didn't know. Didn't know. Didn't know it was an option. Didn't know it was an option for me. Complete. Just, you don't take in information through your senses. (laughs) That's right. I'm locked off from the world. That was the thing. Your parents raised you. To work everything out from first principles. <clears throat> and so you go zero, one, <laughs> zero, one, yeah. one, zero. Yeah. And you go zero, 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 one, zero, one, one. Just first principles, one. does that mean binary, does it? Well, that's how you start. And then from that, you create the numbers. Then you create one, two, three, four, based off of the binary. Then you create A, B, C, D, E, F, G, things like that. Then you <clears> create <throat> apostrophes and stuff. Yeah. Eventually, you create language. Now, Alistair, I'm sorry to change the subject. Was really on a path to yeah. something. But I thought I think I came up with a mathematical theory mm-hmm. while I was waking up in a fever from my uh, food poisoning. Okay. Right. Yeah. And tell me, oh, and maybe this is too much. It's going to be too much explaining to get into on the podcast. It's going to sound really stupid. And it would be stupid if you didn't say it okay. on the podcast. So you know the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, etc. Mm-hmm. You're aware of this? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, okay, in, in our show Magma, mm-hmm. 
we have this bit where we're talking about the number of flies that are on a piece of meat. Yeah. Right? So on the first day, just go with me on this. Mm-hmm. On the first day, there's one. On the second day, there's two. On the third day, there's three. On the fourth day, there's four. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and if you ask me, mm-hmm. what's the pattern there? Yeah. Right? I say it doubles. Okay. Right? No, it doesn't double. I know it doesn't double, but I'm going with you. Right? But I say, well, no, it does double. I I wasn't talking about the number double. I was talking about the average doubles. Right? Oh, God. I'm I'm literally repeating this for the first time since I thought of it while I was had woken up from literally vomiting and shitting myself. So, you know, it's not the Mm -hmm. best... (laughs) Andy, a lot of the best ideas have come from, you know, while you're doing monotonous things. Is it true, right? Tell me this. Mm -hmm. Is it true that every subsequent number comes from doubling the weighted average of all the previous numbers? Right. So one, the number one, the next number is two. Okay. So one, Mm -hmm. that's our number. The The weighted average of that is one. Mm -hmm. Double it. That's two. Yeah. Right. Now, one and two. Okay. The weighted average. The weighted aver- average is 1.5. Yep. Double, Double it, it. That's, that's three. three. Okay. One, two, six. and three. That's six. Okay. And then the weighted average of that, six divided by the number of numbers that there have been, which is three. Mm-hmm. Div- six two. divided by three is two. Double that. That's four. Yep. The next number is four. Mm-hmm. Is this? Does this go all the way? Does this go all the way to the top? Well, wait, 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 Andy, wait, wait, wait. What about five? One, two, three, four. Okay, you add all of those together, you get ten. Mm-hmm. You divide that by four, you get two point five. You double it, you get five. Mm-hmm. That seems correct. Does this go all the way to the top? Does this go all the way to the top? Is this a maths thing? It seems crazy if that's how maths. I mean, maybe it. Maybe it's totally. Meaningless, like maybe it's one of those things that's trivial. They say, "Oh, well, that that's trivial." That where it's like, "Oh no, that's obvious. That's just how things are." Andy, that's they would say that. They would say that, and then in in 150 years, they'd go. Actually, this is the most. We, we just found an application for that. I, I mean, if if the. I think there is an application for it, yeah. and the application is finding what the next number is. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's already a simpler, much simpler way to work out what the next number is. Well, not always. What about infinity? <laughs> what about the next number? I just found a way to find the next number after infinity. Is that okay, what you're telling yeah. me? So what's All we need to do is do a weighted average. Okay, so, so, so add all the numbers up mm-hmm. in infinity. And then... That's in, 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 it's equal to infinity. And then you just divide that by infinity. Divide it by infinity, which is equal to one. You multiply it by two. It's two. Two. The next number the, is two. After infinity is two. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So infinity might be equal to one. I mean, I just said there was no application for this. Yeah. And already we've blown maths wide open. We've actually just proven that zero is the number before infinity. So it basically just starts up again. It starts up again. It goes around. Yeah, it just goes up again. It just, it's, yeah, it just goes around. Actually, yeah, you never get to infinity. You get to one before infinity and it goes to zero and then the next one is one. Mm. And then it's two, etc. Anyway, <sighs> I, didn't think, I didn't think we would get a Nobel Prize in this episode, but... Um, oh, well, there is well, no you, Nobel Prize for ma- uh, maths, is there? Oh, I didn't think... It's I didn't the think Fields get, Medal. didn't think we'd get a Turner Prize. Turner Prize! What's the Turner Prize? That's for art. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
But that's not bad. That's not bad money, the Turner Prize. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's something like $100,000, maybe pounds, 100,000 pounds, maybe, Turner Prize. I mean, this Good was... money. Some bloke got it one year for a room where you go and the lights switch on and off. You know what? And they said, what's this? And he said, oh, I can't tell you, except that it's the lights turning on and off. Um, $100,000 he got. Well, I mean, this was the the portrait of a of a theory. Portrait of a theory. As a young man. Of a, of a theory as a young man. All right, we got got a bunch of ideas, and then we got to go to three words. Okay. We got our three words from a Patreon supporter who's mm-hmm. donated... Uh, at least $3, which allows you to get the king's ear, where you can suggest uh, three words. Here's the three words from Erling, which already is my favorite first name, and I've been considering naming a child it. Great. One of yours or just a child? I mean, I think it's on... I would... I feel bad for all the children I can't name, and there's definitely one of the children that I may not ever get to name called Mm. Erling. Mm. All the children I never was able to name. Erling is a beautiful name. Yeah, Erling. uh, Look, it could be Ranistad, Ranistad. Oh, my God, I forgot. I was like, I'll remember that. You wrote it down in the tiniest little bit of space next to the edge of the paper. Erling could be Rainstead. Rainstead. Ranistad, and I apologize. Erling, Erling thank, thank you, you so much for supporting us on Patreon. That's and a very kind and beautiful thing that you do right there. Yes. And he's given us th- three words. Yeah, are you ready? Yes. All right. Olympic. Mm-hmm. Sketch. Yeah. Glove. <sighs> Olympic sketch glove. Olympic sketch glove. I mean... We've got to come up with a sketch anyway. So, I mean, I feel like sketch is always the sort of the unwritten fourth word. In, yeah, I know, uh, but, the, but, you know, but it could, be, it could be a drawing. Could be another meaning of the word sketch. That's right. Yeah. You know, sketchy? Mm. When something is kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's feeling a bit dangerous. Mm. You know, it's a bit feeling sketchy, a bit... sketchy neighborhood, sketchy, uh, you, know, you know, bunch s- of... Sketchy bridge. Sketchy bridge. You know? Um, Big... Uh, mm. What is the uh, you know in our in our society, the um, the sort of equivalent of that rickety rope bridge over a sort of deep ravine and river at the bottom, you know that one that you see people sort of for some oh, reason yeah. in sort of South America drive across for some reason mm. or whatever, and then it mm. always breaks on one end and then it falls and swings, you but you just you hang on to one of the railings or maybe mm. the rope. I'd probably. I'd hang on to the rope, I think, rather than the railing. Maybe I'd have one hand on both, just and and test its, you know, while I'm falling, test the rigidity of both. Because I think, I it would think be that's going to be hard to test the rigidity of both Whilst. as you're falling, because you're falling mm. presumably at the same rate as the yeah. thing. I don't think you're going to be able to get the pressure that you want to really, especially because when you smash into that far side of the ravine. Mm the pressure that you apply in stopping, like the, the deceleration force yeah. is going to be so much greater than anything you could have applied. Sure, but what about your use your legs to slow you down? Mm. You know? Yeah, all right. You use your legs to, to sort of slow you down, to ease that mm. crash there, yeah. the little crumple zone scenario. Yeah. I mean, that would be a really sensible thing to do, but I wonder if you're going to have time to get into the position to do that if you've spent the whole fall testing the strength of the mm. various different bits of the... The thing. Uh, do you think there's a way in which this could be a sport, the falling rope bridge, mm. like that? By um, the way, if you're doing it, wearing a glove would be super helpful so that you don't burn your hands. Oh, rope burn. Yeah. 
Rope burn, one of the worst Yucky. of the burns. Because, let me tell you, sliding down a rope, one of the coolest things you can do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like the coolest way to enter any scenario or exit any scenario. That's right. But Sliding down a rope. But having your thighs covered in rope burn. Mm, have it losing all the skin off the palm of your hands. Mm. Not so cool now. Yeah, but... Wear long pants and gloves, and no one will notice. You know what I call it? I call it dope burn, because it's for dopes who don't think to wear long <laughs> pants and gloves. Well, that's really, that's a good, nice message. Um, that's also a thing to think about. We could um, we could think of sort of fun, um, you know, like uh, slogans that you could do for, because, you know, they've come up with slogans for like, you know, don't. Mm. Say no to drugs and things like mm. that, but things like don't, don't be, say no to drugs. Don't say no to drugs. I mean, that's a cooler one. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You know, but there's going to be like say no, don't be a schmo, you know, that kind mm. of thing. Mm. But for more obscure sort of acts of mischief. Yeah, or even just specifically cool slogans, mm. catchy cool slogans for dudes mm. who go on like a mad adventures. Like for people. Slogans, but aimed at people like Indiana Jones. Mm. But like, but even just for teenagers, it's like, hey, don't make mom glower. Stay off the top of that water tower. (laughs) Yeah, I think no, I think that's absolutely a sketch, Alistair. I want to know what is your context? Where what context are you putting this in? Are you putting in the in? Keep working on maths. Don't shit off that overpass. (laughs) Overpass. Yeah, this is an overpass. It's a. It's not the. It's not a, over a highway like this. It's just actually a small path that goes over another small path. Mm, an overpass. Well, Sounds like a bit of a rickety rope bridge, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, that it's like a a, a a a group of people who come up with all these slogans? You know, I mean, you know, dare I say, some kind of a think tank scenario? Mm, I see. <laughs> I mean, it could just be they've got a dedicated slogan, mm. you know, thing for that respond to every activity, so that eventually you, mm. you're, um, you'll, you'll have a full collection of things that people can do, especially over twenty years. Mm. You know, what's somebody else been busted doing? Or you're talking to the kids, you get a snitch in there. You, you flip mm. one kid at the local school, they they can you let you in on what all, all the kids to. are doing, like that. You say, hey. Flipping snitches. Yeah, Nothing can, like flipping a snitch, yeah, you is can there? Flip a few snitches. <laughs> I mean, it's a big operation. Snitches get stitches. Like that's one that was come up with by the other side. Because mm. it really is a little slogan war, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's you know every oh, the slogan arm of the law or something mm. like that. The yeah. slogan unit, because because and it's 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 an arms race. It's like anything. You know, you got the mafia. You got the, mm-hmm. them out there coming up with their slogans like "snitches got stitches." Mm-hmm. You, you got your your one over here that's saying "don't be a schmo" when someone offers you drugs. Say no. Yeah, and so then they they can go. Well, you know, on one side, yeah, they do say "snitches get stitches," but on this side, we say "snitches get free sandwiches." Yeah, that's good. That's really good. And you're a poor kid. You know, cause I guess cause you can use those tactics that Russians use to flip people uh, onto their side. It's you, you know, you get them to help you, then you offer them something, then once they take it, 
then then you've got evidence on them and you can mm. you can reveal them to be a traitor to their people it is crazy isn't it like once you do one thing mm. and then the best thing that you can do is then hope to flip back right or you can flip the whole of russia the whole russian intelligence mm. thing if you could flip them i mean that's a big back, flip isn't it's it it's a huge flip <laughs> you need quite the mental spatula for that <laughs> Um, you know, and that's the only way out, I think. It's, yeah, and you've got to flip a whole intelligence service. Mm, he flipped the entire KGB. The KGB caught him, worked out he was working for MI6. Mm-hmm. He flipped the entire KGB, turned it back on them. <laughs> yeah, they... Now they're all working for MI6. Little does he know, during the same time... MI6, they've all been flipped. They've all been flipped. They're all KGB now. <laughs> They're all KGB. And then, and then they managed to flip the uh, the British people. British people, they're all Russian They're now. all Russians. Meanwhile, <laughs> KGB managed to flip all of Russia. They're all British. So now it's been a full 180 swap, right? <laughs> Britain, the Soviet states of Britain yeah. versus the United Russia. The English Isles of Russia. <laughs> Great Russia, they call Great it. Great Russia. Mm. His last name told me recently comes from Prussia. Oh, my friend Chris Paolo. I think last Paolo comes from Prussia. Really? Yeah. It's a Prussian. My Prussian friend. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever been to Prussia? You seen this? Yeah. You had a Prussia. I was in Prussia the other day. In Prussia the other day. You never hear about Prussia no more. Uh, it's still still out there somewhere. It's out there. Under Prussia. Um, look, slogan unit, this is huge now. Yeah. This is now a whole metaphor for intelligence agencies, um, but also small town living, mm. but also crime fighting. Are we doing this whole flip, flip, flip Russia, flip everything? I don't think that's all part of it. No, you always want to include everything in every sketch. I want to include... Well, why do you have such limited scopes? I think that you should be allowed to zoom out occasionally. Uh, I'm stuck in a metal ball. You're stuck in got a metal my two ball. Gun holes. And a tube to poop in. <laughs> I ain't got a tube to poop in. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they block your they block your 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 poop tube. I tell you, you what, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta poop out the eye hole, <laughs> or the one of the gun holes. I was gonna say that once you're in that ball, yeah. you've really got yourself a cloaca, don't you? Well, you're living that sweet cloaca life. Yeah, you're living in that cloaca ball. Mm. See, you have got everything. Mm-hmm. You got your, got your food. Six months of food. You got everything. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars waiting for if you don't make any friends. Ooh, rubbing your hands, looking out those eye holes, looking out for people that you don't want to get too close to. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think many people want to come and be friends with this pooping tube ball. This tube pooping ball with guns. There's police and tube pooping gun ball over there. Everyone wants to be his friend. Yeah. <laughs> Balls of justice. I mean, this town with the slogans unit, you know, that's they could they could, could also really have these balls of justice balls. because then, but they're not they're not just a hard hitting, you know, uh, guns a blazing kind of town that just thinks of you know uh, mm-hmm. thinks of metal justice. Mm-hmm. No, no, they've also got this 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 sort of. Yes. The psych, what's it called? The psychological warfare unit, which is the slogans unit. Yeah. It's the hearts and minds. You know, you get the hearts 
with the balls, with the poop balls. Don't litter. Go to the lines. forest. Pet a critter. Yeah. Yeah, like a chipmunk. Did I tell you I've seen a chipmunk? Uh, it's probably the first animal I really spent a lot of time looking into its eyes. I saw uh, what's the other one that's not a chipmunk? No, a squirrel. Oh, maybe I saw a chipmunk then. Yeah, when I went, in, I was in Canada. Yeah, I was talking to you about marmots earlier today. Yeah. Did you know the marmot? It's a subterranean squirrel. They're part did of the squirrel know, family. Did you know that the woodchuck? Yeah. Do you do you know what a woodchuck is? <laughs> yeah. What is it? I think it's a marmot. Uh, it's a groundhog. Yeah, I think they're all the same thing. Oh, right. I'd always assume the woodchuck was a bird until, like, yesterday. Are you thinking of a woodpecker? Well, I was thinking, you know, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? I'm like, that's just another way of saying a woodpecker. Yeah. You know, he's chucking wood because he's he's biting the wood. Yeah. And he's chucking the bits over his shoulder or something. No. That's what I was, until this very age. You're thinking, me, you're thinking of the... Who's calling a groundhog no, a, a no. woodchuck? No, you're thinking of a beaver, that, that, that bird. No, beaver bird. The beaver bird. Anyway, be- I think... Be- uh, wait, wait, wait. I think you take us through the sketches, Al. Can I tell you one more last thing? All right. One time I saw a woodpecker and landed on, a, on, up, on an upright canoe that was leaning up against the wall, and it got its little claws in the gaps between the, the wood planks of the canoe. Yep. And it pecked the canoe, but it was all hollow, so it went... Sound great? Very satisfying. Yeah? yeah. Did it did it drill a hole in the canoe? No, no, no. It was, it was varnished and things like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, they can't some... get through that varnish. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the that's the. No, one. I mean they. You know, they've got a a skull specifically done designed for drilling into wood. They get. get mm. I think the tip of their beak is something like the level of pressure of like a you know a thousand neutron bombs or something. But yeah, yeah, you're right. They can't get through that varnish. No, no, that's kryptonite to the woodpecker. Mm-hmm. Woodpecker kryptonite. The aerial woodchuck, as they know it. I think I think a, a woodpecker drilling into a, a boat. I'm, I'm, I'd be pretty sure that it's at some point a uh, a military division has tried to train the woodpeckers to. That's where the idea sabotage. for Woody Woodpecker came from. Really? No. no. Um, all right, we got Wolfman Vanta Black anti sniper technique. Starting strong. That's our first sketch, right? And this is for a rebel group, and it could be for anybody. This is for preppers. Mm. These are preppers. You know, you don't only need to prep your provisions and uh, your hole in the ground. You also need to cover your body in hair and dye it Vanta black so that snipers can't put their red dot on you. You just need to work out what color you're going to be after society collapses. And also what color your hair is going to be that covers your body. And also going out at nighttime, you're invisible. No one's ever going to see, even if they let their eyes adapt. Yeah, You're good Vanta luck. Black. You can't adapt to this. Unfortunately, I think Vanta Black. I think that um, the rights to the color are owned by some company. The apocalypse has been has, has come. It's <sighs> a great thing. Apocalypse comes, it wipes out all those patents. <laughs> Everything can be rediscovered. It's all up for grabs. <laughs> somebody, Discoveries. Somebody can come in and go, Vanta Black. It's now Michael Black. I think just as soon as you, Michael Ian Black. <laughs> Yay, Michael Ian Black. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, then we got the vegan deniability restaurant where, you know, you can just hide, you know, you can hide a slice of bacon inside, inside like a nectarine and then, but you put a pl- bowl there and there's just 16 nectarines. Yeah. But these guys, they're going to eat, they're going to eat, there's two people there, 
a man and a woman. Just that delicious flavour of nectarine <laughs> and bacon, is it? Yeah, but they're just going to eat eight nectarines each at this restaurant. And one of them is going to get a little nibble of bacon. And, but, they're gonna, but they don't have to feel bad because they might not have eaten it. Vegan niability. I'm looking at a picture of Roald Amundsen that we got here on this, on the, up here on the thing. Man, that's a face, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, look. Oh, can I, can I say this on, on the air? Because if I said it earlier today and I just needed something to be somewhere so I remember it. Can't say shirt without... <laughs> <laughs> Can't say shirt without... <laughs> You're right. You need to remember that, yeah. Al. <laughs> I'm glad that's in the film. Uh, I think there's a use. There's use for it somewhere. Uh, you know. Oh, your shirt's gross. Oh yeah. Well, you can't say shirt without. Uh. <laughs> there you go. Put context in there. It's perfect. Sorted. Um, vegan. Okay, we got circumcision. It's the circumcision in nature book. It's yeah. just waiting to be written. And waiting. Start writing. Yeah. You don't have time to get discovering. Then we got rule 32, but for psychos making things out of body parts. Yep. You name it, something's been made by a person out of the discarded body parts of the dead that they may be responsible for. And, you know, I think rule two of the internet is mm. if it doesn't exist, you got to make it. So, mm. you know. I don't know if that's rule two. I think that's uh, part of rule 32, maybe. Rule 32. I think it's maybe rule 32. Rule 32. Yeah. I thought it was rule one. Yeah. Open up. Uh... I'm not looking it up. We're not that kind of a podcast. No, we I look know. up Roll Edmondson. Roll Edmondson. Edmondson. And that's Ronald it. Minus N. All right. Toothpaste that grows teeth. Right. That's going to be psychotic. That's the kind of idea that I would come up with. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself. But it's going to be. It's going to be awful. Imagine somebody opening their mouth and they've got teeth all lining their cheek. Teeth lining your cheek. Teeth. They've got teeth under under their lip mm. that's keeping their... Their mouth would be so swollen. It looks swollen. Yeah. But then there'll be teeth on the outside of their mouth as well, probably. So. No, because you, you think they've got a bit of toothpaste on them? A bit of toothpaste. Do you think they'd have to keep throwing out um, their, their t- toothbrushes because all the little cells... That get you know that you kind of brush off mm. your, out of your mouth that stay on your toothbrush when you after you brush it they while during the day they just grow teeth on them yeah <laughs> then we got balls of justice that's right right and then we got the slogans unit mm-hmm. this is probably of the same town that has the balls of justice probably everything is probably all one sketch Al you're right it's yeah. all rolled together and ever since you you saw that movie the lobster which had so many ideas in it you want everything to be in one thing don't you. I watched the movie The Lobster and it looks like it was written by this podcast, <laughs> except beautiful and complete. Beautiful and complete. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, what we... a lovely thing to be able to say about something. Mm. Is that? Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's the element of this where sometimes, I mean, it feels like we could spend hours with each sketch idea, mm. but we, we, have to, we, we can't have people listening to these for five hours, can we? We have to kind of move on because we need... Just for the sake of people's lives, we can't spend five hours on each right. sketch idea, right? right? How long have we been going for already? Uh, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's too long. to get real long. Yeah. So we got to end it. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate it. You are the beasts of Beneath listening. Beneath our wings. Yeah. You're the beasts who carry our 
our fallen bird bodies. <laughs> We've fallen on you, you bovine creatures, and we rely on you and the bugs that land in your fur to keep us alive. Yeah. Come on, bugs. Come on. Whip those bugs away from the, the back area and make them fly to the front so we can, <laughs> we can get, get them within that. beak we, reach. We don't have to move so much. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. That's an amazing thing that you do, amazing gift. And some more people have come on board recently, and it's so kind and thoughtful, and thank you for supporting the show. It makes our lives considerably uh, better. Unbelievably better. Uh, you can also buy the tickets to our comedy festival show if you feel like doing that. There's a link Magma. in the show notes to the comedy festival show. There's people... Magma. There's people who are coming from far, far away to come and see the show. It's amazing. Brian, we're looking at you. Yeah. He's coming from America. This is insane. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Feel free to review us on iTunes. We love it Feel so free. much. We're so good. Feel free to listen to Shusher Guided Meditations if you want to check out listening to me for even longer. Um, and it's a very funny, very relaxing podcast. And feel free to, you know, even just Google Andy and find some of the old things that he's written because he's very funny endlessly. What's that? No, parts Unexplored? So. No, don't do that. Don't go, look that go up. Go Google Parts Unexplored. That's a blog that I did like nine years ago. Nine and years I don't want ago. You to find that. And thing. I showed it to somebody about nine years ago when I barely knew Andy. And uh, and at the same time as I showed him some of the stuff that I'd written, and he really laughed at the stuff that Andy had written. <laughs> There's a thing with about a bag of scroggin that made me laugh. Oh, wow. That's real nice. All Thanks, right. Al. Um, all right. I think that's it. Yeah. So we love... Love... You. You. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.